Coming to you from my basement in beautiful Chicago, this is Les Cast. I am your host, Amanda Costner, and we are here today to discuss what may be the last L Word Generation Q episode to ever air. I know, tears, right? But first, I can't do this on my own. Joining me is someone who, in a way, was kind of in the finale herself. You know her from her L Word TikTok videos or maybe from her YouTube channel, Nicole Reacts Up. Of course, all of this is linked in the description, so if you aren't, make sure you subscribe. Please welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Hey, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm real excited. Thanks for joining. This is going to be a wild ride. Hell yeah. Um, this episode was a wild ride, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Now, um, for listeners who didn't watch all the way till the end, um, if you didn't know, Showtime gave us like a little thank you video in the credits. And Nicole is actually in that video. And I just really quick wanted to play. I clipped out uh, your portion of the video so uh, listeners can remember it. Here we the go. The first time I ever watched the album, it was the first time that I felt I was watching something that represented me. Of course, thank you to the casting crew who worked tirelessly to put the show together for us. <laughs> um, you're famous. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but um, it was an honor to be part of that. It was an honor. Um, I feel like a little piece of me as a part of, uh, I guess, this L word or queer history. Just a tiny piece. I'm happy with that tiny piece. That's fine by me. That's fine. Uh, and, you know, giving a shout out to the cast and the crew. Boss move. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, they did their thing. They did. They moved mountains this season, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, if you're allowed to, can you give us an idea of how that like love letter video went down? Did they, did somebody just reach out to you and ask you to film yourself? Yeah. Showtime reached out to me a few months ago and asked if I could do a video and, um, kind of gave me guidelines of what I should talk about and then really had free reign from there. So my video was a lot longer and of course they edited it uh, to fit in the whole thing. Um, but when I got that email, when I got that message to to participate in this, I was like, this seems like the season's going to really, that's it. Like, this series is over. Like, this is goodbye. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't say anything. But I was like, I don't know if we're getting another season. Like, they're they're saying their farewells and kissing me on the forehead goodbye. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of how it went, it went down. Yeah, were you like, oh, should I be like, goodbye, show that I love? You guys Can I sob? Hint? Can I fucking sob? <laughs> um, no, I was just like, it was just like, uh, let us know what the L word means to you and thanks, you know, whoever, you know, is important to you on the show. I was like, okay, this is weird. They never did this before. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I do wonder who thought of that idea. I actually liked it. I didn't, I, I really, I mean, you know, I'm not. You're obviously a part of it. But even if you weren't on the podcast, I would be saying like, oh, I enjoyed it because especially as you mentioned, <laughs> this is it seems like this might be a goodbye. So like, yeah, let's celebrate the show for its, you you know, paving way waves. Is that how you say that? Paving waves? I don't know. <laughs> Trailblazing? Yeah. Something like yes, that. Yes, that's, that's better. Like that. I mean, yeah, it would be cool even if they had done this every season just to give like a 
the fans a chance to, you know, express how they feel because it, this show does mean a lot more to like LGBT people than just a regular show does to most people. Right. It helps a lot of us um, kind of come out or feel seen. And uh, we have a, a very emotional attachment to this show. So um, I can understand why they would, you know, expect fans to come out like this and, and make videos and stuff. Um, but it does make it feel final. And I think a lot of the cast like also feels the same way. Yeah, they're talking shit like it's final. <laughs> well, did, you, did you hear the band's podcast today? I may have heard a little of it. <laughs> uh, so we're not the only ones that feel that way. <laughs> Let's just say. Um, speaking of coming out, you went out to L.A. for the finale party this past weekend. What was that like? It was crazy. Um, I did go to the Henrietta one in New York. In New York, that it's every Friday. Um, and then flew out Saturday morning. And then I was at the party at the Semi-Tropic, a.k.a. Dana's, in L.A. on Sunday afternoon. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard this word or I made it up, but I like to call it pure gayhem. <laughs> it was absolutely fucking insane. It was probably a fire hazard, if I had to guess. And also, I'm 95% sure my hair caught on fire. Yeah, that's definitely a fire hazard. Um, there was candles like behind our table. And then all of a sudden, like the episode starts and I smell fire and everybody starts looking in my direction. I'm like, you smell that? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a can. I'm like, I think that was my hair. Um, it was just wall to wall bodies, lesbians. Um, there were so, just so many people there and it was just out of fucking control, but so much fun, so much fun. And I, I'm excited to have just also been a part of that. Like another piece of queer history. Uh, that sounds amazing. I'm so jealous. I wish I could transport <laughs> myself to the middle of that wall of lesbian bodies um, and just feel the energy in that room. Were you able to see any like of the cast? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was the first one in line there. So I actually got like to pick where I wanted to sit. And it wasn't this like booth or like couch section. And then the next couch section over was the VIP. Oh. So I got to like meet a bunch of them that did come over, um, like uh, Simon, who plays uh, Hendrix. Yes, I and, saw he uh, was there. The girl who plays Bella, I think her name is Sari or Sari, not sure. Um, Heidi came, who plays Misty, came over. They were really nice. Um, Jacqueline and like uh, Paula kind of stayed on the other side, and and uh, Tess, uh, Tess. <laughs> Uh, Jamie Clayton Jamie. came by. Jamie was over, but like she wouldn't look over. She was just getting her life dancing. So I was like, really? Okay. You, girl. <laughs> so it was a good time. I mean, they were all there. Uh, I felt really bad for Laurel. Oh, my God. Why were people mobbing her? God. She came in <laughs> after everybody. She came in after the episode was over. And it was just like swarms of people moving. You could see like the amoeba walking through. Mm -hmm. And then like five minutes later, she walks the fuck out. And she escapes. And, like, <laughs> I don't fucking blame her. I was like, bro. That was bad. It was very musky in there. It was just a lot. It was bad. <laughs> she was going to be just getting proposed to left and right. Yeah. And, so, yeah. yeah. And then, okay. like, clowns, we all waiting for JB and no sign of her. No sign of her anywhere. Yeah, that one didn't work out. Maybe she saw what happened with Laurel and, and noped out. That's what people are saying. Like, she had to have thought of coming or, like, attempted and then been like, actually, fucking no. Because <laughs> um, I know she's just very like a quiet person. She doesn't like big crowds, and um, yeah, so it's not her thing. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, we we do have some crazy fans, but it sounds like it was like a good time. It was good time. It was good. I think uh, for the most part, everybody was behaved. Um, <laughs> everybody's real cordial with each other, real having a good time. Every time I had to walk through the crowd to go across the bar, like everybody was real nice to everybody. So it was a good time. Lovely no, party. No drunken brawls. No mm. arm wrestling contests broke mm. out. I played the fifth. <laughs> okay. I played the fifth. Got it. There was something interesting, but it's We'll leave all good. some stuff in the floor of the semi tropic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What happens there stays there. <laughs> well, before we jump into the finale, real quick, also in the description will be a link to Nicole's merch shop. She's got L Word products, uh, the <laughs> lesbian urge to merge stickers, uh, t shirts. So check that out. Thanks. Um, let's jump into this finale. We have a ton of stuff to discuss. Right off, we start off at the wedding venue, which Danny procured, procured for them. A reminder that her family is loaded. It's good to have rich friends <laughs> or to be rich and have rich friends also. They can be like, oh, can I borrow your chateau for the weekend? <laughs> good to be oh, loaded. Which one? Right? Which one? <laughs> Some people online were saying that that was supposed to be Roxy's family's property. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I just totally – I watched the episode three times. How did I miss that? She says it very quickly to Sophie when they're walking in. She's like, everybody did a little something. I got the place. And then Sophie says, who owns this place? And then that's when Roxy comes like, D-Bag. So. so – oh, so it's like inferred that it's Roxy's. Well, she – yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got it. So Roxy's loaded too. <laughs> they're loaded, but they have – the door to the refrigerator is busted. So <laughs> – <laughs> maintenance right. is not up to par what's going on there come on just beautiful they they spent all the money on the plants behind uh in that wall they couldn't <laughs> keep the up upkeep the place is beautiful other than that good job yeah i we i was looking at pictures actually before the finale a few weeks ago and i was like okay this is amazing yeah this, this looks awesome well what, what do you expect bettentina nothing less yeah. than a chateau well, Yes, beautiful place. Yeah, they would, right? <laughs> yes. Um, well, we really open the lesbian, or sorry, yeah, we really open the lesbian up. That's what this is. Just <laughs> that was me last night. Okay. Ah! <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> oh, oh, well, perfect uh, segue into our uh, opening scene here in the bathroom. Uh, which is a lesbified version, in my opinion, of the opening scene to like Bridesmaids, that kind of goofy oh, yes. sex scene. <laughs> Actually, there were a lot of things about this episode that reminded me of Bridesmaids. Oh, I never really made that connection. I can't wait to hear. Just with the meltdown and stuff. What did you think? Yeah. Of, what do you think of the return to uh, old Shane? I mean, we never left, did we? Like, I think we left old Shane like briefly in season two when her and Kiara were like let's have a baby and then that didn't work out and then she was like back to her old ways yeah I know she like been with Tess for a little while supposedly but like she was even cheating on Tess so I don't know I guess people are bored of it people are angry that like she's made no progress but I guess that's just that's just her maybe that should just be her yeah, it's it's a polarizing uh, situation. You're right. Half the fan base wants her to like 
mature or not even mature. I think a lot of people are like, just have her be Polly, have her recognize right. she wants to sleep with different people. And um, I'm with you. When Ivy came in and that whole stuff went down, I was like, I'm here for this. This is our lesbian soap opera. And Shane was so boring last year. She had no storyline. And so this, while it's nothing new, I admit it. I the stuff with the wedding planner was so fun and it funny. Was. It was way more fun than like I don't know what her and Tess were doing all your <laughs> playing house. Spitted a whole episode on the balcony. They don't know how to get it, how their own balcony doors work. I never seen Shane so fucking miserable in her life. Like she was I was surprised. I was waiting for her to jump off of that balcony because I was about to. <laughs> I was like, yo, if Tess asks why one more time, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> She was like, Harvey, Ellen, like, any more problematic people you can call off your balcony, no. Tess? Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So I, do you think any of those, I, w- I was wondering if some of the lines were improvised with the wedding planner or if that, or if that was all written. Um, well, I did hear Anne's podcast. They said most of them were, that she only actually had one line the whole episode. Okay. See, I, I only listened to part of the, I didn't. I only just started to listening to that. So, oh, this is uh, some good tea. Yeah. So apparently her own li- her only line was supposed to be something in the bathroom, like one line. Um, but everything else was improved and they loved her and they're like, she's so funny. Wow. So she awesome. did a, She did a fantastic job. She was hilarious. Um, okay. I don't know who that actor is, but you, she's like, uh, if she was only supposed to have one line, she... She's like this one of the stars of the episode. She fucking killed it, man. And wow. she made it to the cut. Like, yeah. That's wow. I feel like is a hard feat in this season too. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like there's a lot of left on the cutting room floor and she mm-hmm. made it. She was she was a breakout star, you're right. What did you think about the way that they cut back to Micah and Maribel throughout the the episode? Um so uncohesive to like what was going on like we have like on one hand we have this like really important wedding that's like 20 years in the making that everybody's waiting for and then you have like these characters that like they're just kind of they should have closed this story up last episode right this should have been tied up tied up your loose ends and let us just focus on one thing but it's like one thing has nothing to do with the other and it's just like so fucking weird I thought it was weird. It was really intense. Um, yeah, I I thought it was like it was interesting for them as a couple, but they're just they've been all over the place as a couple also because we never know anything about them. And we really have never learned much about Micah. And I really it's interesting that they get a lot of the finale, but then as a whole I'm left wondering, like, oh, is he does he not have a personality? um it's going to bed at nine and (laughs) that's it that's it um and letting like maribel walk all over him is one of his favorite hobbies but you know what i was honestly so proud of him for standing up she was shocked when he's like you can't treat me like this she said i can't what do you mean like she was bamboozled and she was uh, speechless. And I was so proud. of him. I was like, for once, I fucking ro- was rooting for him. I was like, thank God. Yes. I was proud of that, too. He stood up for himself. Amen. Now, if we get a fourth season, I want to see Micah let loose. I want to see some fun. 
May, but that's probably that wouldn't happen. I guess <laughs> he'll probably be a fun. <laughs> You'd be like, guys, oh, 7 p.m. Well, <laughs> time now. Call it. Call it a night. Um, I don't know. Uh, let, let me go back and I want to ask your opinion because I feel like they were hinting at something with Max a few episodes ago. It's and people don't agree with me, but I was like, it kind of felt like he liked Max and like I don't know. I kind of felt like he was flirting like romantically. With Max. Yeah, but I was Max like, is I so happily surprised. married. I know, but you know this show. I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they start fucking. Like, I wouldn't. I thought that's where this was going. And then no. we never saw Max again. No, no, you can't do that. After showing us that beautiful, happy family with Max. No. I don't want to break them up. But, you know, I don't want a lot You're of things. Right, they came into our lives, right? So I don't have much of a say. But no, that's kind of where I thought they were going. So then it's, it was interesting to me that they bring him back to Max. And I was like, oh, are they setting up for what I thought they were setting us up for before? Let's see. If we do get a season four. We'll see. We'll I see. thought we were going to get to see Max in this episode because I had heard rumors that we were going to see OGs in the finale. <laughs> well, we got um, <laughs> Bet and Tina. <laughs> And uh, Alicia were in it, and uh, that was it, right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got um, that was pretty much the accurate statement. My fantasy was Helena, her <laughs> mom, know. maybe Max. I guess but. I I was hearing like, prepare yourselves, you're gonna be blown away. Like I'm thinking they're bringing Pam Greer back as Kit's relative or something. Like oh. I was prepared for like impressive stuff. So and the crowd went mild. <laughs> <laughs> we're like on. on we're not impressed with g flip <laughs> well she's an og <laughs> yeah in a way i suppose oh she is a g yeah she's got the g part very random i actually didn't know who those two were um i've never seen that show but uh the lesbians let me fucking know immediately okay. i got i got the explanation the wikipedia definition very quick they were popular when you were watching it in the bars I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like when you were watching at Semi-Tropic or at Henrietta's, were people like cheering when they- Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people okay. know who they were. I just didn't. But they put me on, so. I heard of G-Flip um, because, I don't know, somebody, I think another YouTuber told me about G-Flip. So I had heard of, but I didn't know her like by face and then for sure didn't know Chriselle. Same. But, uh, I was yeah. like, I, I guess I'm excited for y'all. <laughs> But I did actually get to meet them this weekend, and they what? are both—they're both real fucking nice. Yeah. So they were at the semi traffic too. They were there, yeah. And okay. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I cool. thought you knew that. No, I—I I saw some people's social media, but I didn't take no. I didn't know. I probably forgot that I saw them there. Gotcha. They were like oh. sitting with like Fletcher and like Jacqueline Tabone. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Ooh, what? all the cool lesbians. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely thinking we were going to get at least one OG. It was it surprised me that we didn't. Well, lately I'm hearing how expensive this show is to make, so maybe it's a budget thing. Yeah. Um well, I guess Rose Rollins counts, right? Tasha. Ah, Tasha's debut was episode 9. It would have counted if if she didn't debut in episode 9. <laughs> but at least Pippa was there, which made total sense. <laughs> Girl didn't even want to come out to eat dinner with Bet. 
Like she was stuck in her garage for 15 years. And now all of a sudden she's going to go to her ex's wedding who they just broke up like recently. I don't fucking think so. They but- did that because people were pissed that they sent Pippa to Africa. <laughs> it's terrible. That's who she went to Africa. Oh, yes. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but so I people- feel like they could have, I don't know, had a better storyline to bring her back. Like she would not fucking go to Beth's wedding. No, no. That's like Carrie coming. Like imagine. <laughs> It would have been test 2.0. I'm surprised they didn't get Carrie in there. There's enough cake to put on everybody. We can <laughs> smash it all over everybody. Speaking of which, they had a cake at the semi-tropic. Oh, really? Yeah, and they didn't cut it, so I was super disappointed. It's Did you big... say, was that you that said they tried to give it to you? Oh, yeah. When I got online, they were like, are you, uh, can I give you this cake? And I was like, no, I mean... <laughs> You could, but like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. I was like, no, no, no. The the party planner's inside. She'll be right out. Okay. <laughs> um, but I will say I did stick my finger in it and gave it a taste later on in the party. And I'm glad I did because we never got to eat it. And, and it was good? It was cake, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they did give us cupcakes, which everybody got to eat. So I guess that was like our, our consolation. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I never know what to do with sweets uh, when I'm drinking because I feel like that's like a dangerous mix. Oh, I needed it. I was there for like 17 hours. That place was <laughs> open all fucking day and I didn't eat. I was like, can I get two cupcakes, please? <laughs> okay, so you're using the cake to soak it up. Yes, it. yes, yes. Okay. That's how we do. <laughs> um, well, back at the wedding, we get a little scene about Tina having hot flashes. Um, I did notice, I think at some point you were talking about um, – not not necessarily appreciating the way Bet and Tina were dressed in oh. particular scenes. The Golden Girls? <laughs> what the fuck was Bet wearing? They don't look Never. like grandmas. They look like great grandmas. <laughs> Bet looked like she was sitting in a rocking chair before we came in, <laughs> knitting knitting what she was wearing because she had like this long cardigan and her hair was like down. That's not she's like business chic at all times like no matter what it's like a blazer a jacket some pants some boots like i don't know what therapy or canada did to her but she needs to come <laughs> back to fucking la because it's not the tea it's not it Mm-mm. maybe up in canada all the hot you know ladies are wearing all the hot lesbians are wearing vanilla cardigans well <laughs> gotta stay warm it is cold in Canada. It fucking truly is. So maybe she's just keeping warm. Maybe all there is is like coals up in Canada. It's all she could get. <laughs> I don't I, I was re- thinking C-O-A-L. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, coals. She's got her coals cash. <laughs> I can tell yeah, she's, been, spend it. she's been spending her coal cash. You and can't, you can't she's let been spending on she's been spending on Tina too. <laughs> the two of them. I mean, but I expect it for Tina. Because she's had, like, her frumpy, like, phases. Um, Even, like, in the first season when she was, like, trying to get pregnant, I remember, like, she tried to wear, like, her pajamas to dinner with (laughs) Beth's dad. And Beth was like, oh, you're changing, right? And she was like, no, this looks great. That's the kind of Beth that I need. Like, take care of the wardrobe situation. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with you there. I agree with you. And then we can talk about Tina's maroon wedding blazer later. (laughs) Because... Oh my god! Um, Alice learns she was she was supposed to get the alcohol. Now, 
Okay, I'm okay suspending disbelief. Um, well, they- we have to, like, all, every time. But, yes, continue. <laughs> they obviously need some way to get Tess there because the big sort of uh, shebang of the episode is Tess's, you know, meltdown. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just planned a wedding a year ago, Okay. Booze is like the number one priority. You talk about it constantly. What you know, how much you're gonna. It is a huge thing. It's not just like, oh yeah, and you're in charge of the booze, Um, because it's like such a big factor as far as will people dance and stuff like that. So I was suspending a lot of disbelief here. Well, besides that, then like the only person in the world that we can call is (laughs) Tess, right? There's no such thing as a liquor distributor or a liquor store or chain going her fucking self and picking it. No, the only person in the world to call is Tess. I'm sorry, you're gonna do it. Like Shane owns Dana's. She would have, she would know distributors. Several people that would fucking come like that for her. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I guess we have to have Tess in the room. And then yeah. that also brings uh, Finley, right? So. Yes. And then they they uh it takes them like 7 hours to unload. Finley's still working by the end of the night. <laughs> She's working and begging for toasters. <laughs> which was like if some my ex came to a wedding that I was attending and started asking me for appliances that she didn't pay for, I'd be like, "Can you fucking think <laughs> of any other time to have this discussion?" But the Finley lovers, they're listening to this right now. They're going, that's what makes her so lovable because she's such a goofball who comes to the wedding and asks you for her toaster back. I guess. Um, <laughs> I like, I think, you know, bless Jacqueline Taboni because, you you know, you're given what you're written, you know, and, and you read the lines that are on the paper. Um, Finley could have been way more lovable if she didn't do like some of the things that she's done, like in last season or, um, but yeah, I, I can see why people love her and like, you want to root for her, but then it's just like, it's always like one step forward, 10 steps back for her. And it's like, I can't get on board anymore. I'm like this roller coaster. I'm already on the Bentina roller coaster. Like I can't get on another ride right now. Mm, so. Yes. You've been through so much. I, I, I hear you. A <laughs> uh, question. Yes. When you have an impromptu hookup, do you like, double check your outfit like before you reemerge to society or do you just come you know walk out to the world like yeah i'm getting some world be jealous um well i have not been in such a situation in a very long time i've uh, been with my wife for 11 years but um if i can try to rewind 400 years before <laughs> this i mean yes i would hope so but i guess if you're no they're not drunk no, they're like pretty no booze right now. There yeah. was no booze. Um, yeah, like fix yourself. Make sure your lips are not <laughs> showing. Um, tits are all in place and <laughs> hair is where it needs to be. Especially if you're the wedding planner. I mean, I feel like you don't have time for this. That's what I'm Which- saying. I think pe- sometimes people do this and they're like, oh, oops, I forgot. But really it's like, I'm hooking up. That's so... Well, that's what's going on with my life, you know. Oh shit, I'm on the clock. Let me. Let, yeah, they're, they're calling me. Um, <laughs> yeah, the worst wedding planner in the world. Um, but with the best lines, she had the best yeah. lines. She's like, "We've okay. got a wobbler. We've got a wobbler." <laughs> I feel like this show has a thing for wedding planners because they made such a big deal out of it in that one episode where they mentioned that movie over and over. Yes. If we had a drinking game, I'd be fucking wasted from hearing. <laughs> yeah. I, 
not a word or a phrase that I thought we'd be hearing this season, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Uh, I know you're big on the outfits. What did you think of Sophie and Danny's outfits? Oh, they looked fabulous. And you know, like I'm ready to tell any any of these characters they look horrible. Like Alice's dress. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, no, I think Danny looked great. She had this like uh, I don't even know what that color is. It's kind of like goldish orange. Yeah, it looked oh, good. Oh, she her. looked great. Her hair was down. She didn't have a middle part, which she like always used to have, and they really fixed that. Um, and Sophie just looked. Sophie looked amazing. Yeah, the one she, shoulder showing. Yeah. She's like. Single Sophie is ready for the world. Like she can take over the world when she's not busy babysitting. So <laughs> yeah, I, love I think she should be yeah, single for a while. If we do get another season, I would like to see her just working and stuff. I don't know. Maybe we would get that because I don't know if they could get Vanessa Estelle Williams to commit to a whole season. Maybe they could though. You know, the L word anyway is going to give us like the, something that was like supposedly meaningful and then be like, oh yeah, like... <laughs> He sent me a box of pens. Nothing we saw would will matter if we get a fourth. No. <laughs> they love to like one in one sentence try to explain a whole year's worth of yeah. drama and then be like, that's why she disappeared. Yeah. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I liked Roxy's button up the, the, uh, with the oh, rose on it. it. I love that. that. Awesome. I love a good colorful, like all I like to really wear is like colorful jackets and shirts. So like. I was. Feel, I wanted to to steal that. I would have stolen that if that me was too. Would have robbed. That's a good one. Um, almost immediately after Roxy arrives, um, Roxy is handing Danny Molly. Which when I saw this, I was screaming. <laughs> that is not how you do that. Well, we don't know much about Roxy, right? We know that she's very impulsive and can't mm -hmm. stay in one place. So it's on brand. The Molly at a wedding is on brand. But, um, like, should you wait at least till night? As somebody who's never done Molly, I don't know. Do you Do you wait yes, till night? Yes. It is nighttime basically – it is basically ecstasy. You – you're just, it's like, actually, I thought Ari Mandy did a really accurate oh, job portraying fantastic. when she was just like dancing. That is like <laughs> basically what it would be like because, yeah, you're like club, <laughs> you know, you're, it's like high energy. We, we had the Kenny G playing in the background. She was <laughs> life. <laughs> but Roxy, the experienced partier, should know, you know. We don't want to do this if we are going to have, you know, theoretically, they were supposed to sit through a wedding at some point. Um, well, she's uh, she's spontaneous and she's excited, <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what they were trying to go for. Um, I feel like they were trying to, like, come give, like, a big juxtaposition between, like, Dre and, and Roxy, right? And, like, oh, look at the crazy one and look at the one with, like, the head on her shoulders. I don't know. I don't know. What, who are you, Team Danny? And and Roxy, or are you team? Uh, I think I was calling them Dra Dranny. <laughs> yeah, I Dran heard that one. Anyways, that that one scares me. Um, <laughs> that name is too close to a word that is no longer acceptable to say. So I'm going to call. Oh, them I didn't even think <laughs> of that. Okay, no, I was like, the mm, point. Dr uh, Dre and Danny. Um, I feel like. Both, both. I, I, I was thinking about this today. I was like, which one do I ship more? But like, honestly, I don't know. I don't know enough about either of them. But if I had to like gear, like shift somewhere, I would say 
maybe Roxy because they're like family friends and they've known each other for a long time. But then also yeah. like she brings Molly's to Molly to weddings. So I don't know. And see, I'm okay. I'm down with that because I'm down with Danny going crazy, having fun, you know. Honestly, that was amazing. That was probably one of like the funniest parts of the season. And she had throughout the whole season, Danny had the best facial expressions. <laughs> I'm going to make a compilation because every episode she just had some of the greatest little 10 second, not even one second faces. She was, she deserves an Emmy. Okay. Yeah. Make sure, uh, listeners, people watching right now, make sure you subscribe to Nicole reacts up on YouTube. So you can get that compilation video. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> That'll be Thanks. funny. Um, yeah, I think Danny has a little bit more chemistry with Roxy, but you're right. I was like, feel my wife, we were talking about, you know, which couple we liked more. And she was like, I don't know. Do you really believe like, it's like we go from Danny and Gigi, who obviously was one of the most popular couples on the show, maybe the most popular couple of the show. We go from that to like, oh, we're now we're believing actually the whole time Roxy was the love of Danny's life, like this childhood best friend out of Ugh. nowhere. Yeah. Totally out of nowhere. <clears throat> yeah. What I think that um, Danny and Sophie both see in Dre is that the urge to create, right? The, the creation, like she's a, they're a writer and you know, Sophie, was uh, what she was making a documentary or she was supposed to. And that was something that Dre remembered and was like, right. I think that what, what they both get from, from Dre is kind of like this like passion for something. Right. And then I think what Danny's getting from Roxy is just like exciting, fiery, sexy, Molly, uh, rich, you know, <laughs> and history. You guys have a history together, right? Mm -hmm. You grew up together. Your moms were best friends. So, um, I think I can see why she's pulled by both. I don't think Dre is is as random as people make them out to be. Um, but okay, so you're into Dre as a character? Oh yeah, for sure. I think that um, if we do get a season four, I would definitely like to see like where their character goes. And this love triangle is perfect, perfect lesbian drama. Okay, I do like love triangles, especially ones like this, as opposed to like I wasn't as into like. I don't know if it was, but like when Finley, uh, Danny and Sophie were a little bit of a triangle, that was like hard because I wanted them all to be like good friends to each other. Yeah. Um, but like this type of love triangle. Yeah. This is like this. I can get it to this dramatic moment. I did. I did. I was a sucker for like Danny, uh, Dre busting <laughs> Danny. making out with <laughs> You're a sucker for that. That's yes! your thing. That's your thing? Okay. I mean, the drama, yeah. Come on. If I like the L word, you got to like a little drama. You better. You better. <laughs> you better love drama. You better love things that don't make sense. Just all kinds of shit. Now, we get a lot of these, you know, the, the footage of the triangle and stuff, at least partly because for the first half of the episode almost, Bet and Tina are going to end up locking themselves in the walk-in fridge. How did you feel about this decision? Um, I mean, I've we've seen it. We've seen it before. Like the first two things that came to mind was like, I love Lucy. She gets stuck in a freezer. Um, and then in a, I remember an episode of like that 70s show. They get stuck in a freezer. I remember these two things. So I'm like, okay, how it's just kind of like a trope, right? Mm -hmm. um, what 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 purpose did that serve for the story to get Tasha there? It's, I mean, it? it's not even that realistic. 
I feel like they could have done something else to get, you know, the right. hot fire ladies there. So uh, was it to get Bet to freak out? I was just trying, kind of wondering what was the purpose of this. Yeah, I didn't. I have mixed emotions. I thought, okay, we got really some really great moments. My favorite moment of the episode probably is when Alice runs up to them and doesn't know initially and is like, busted, doing it at the walk-in. And she's like smiling and Shane's there. I loved that moment. And then I I think what a lot of people would agree is like kind of the most exciting moment of the episode when that's like, you know, yells at Alice, you get Tasha on the fucking phone or whatever she says. I think I have it written down Ooh, somewhere in my notes. That was yeah. hot. So hot. I, that's that's what turn gets me going. Yeah. Let me tell you. That, so I have all these good things to say about it. And then okay. I turn around and go, oh, it was bad decision on them to keep them away from everybody else and lock them in the fridge. So are we being too hard on them? Is there nothing that will please us as fans? Um, yes. <laughs> but um I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. What do we want, really? I don't even know what it is that we want. So maybe, yeah, we're just being pains in the asses. I think for me it was, oh, I thought, I thought first of all, Bet and Tina leaving for six, yeah, six episodes. I thought, okay, when they come back, it's going to be the Bet and Tina show. It wasn't in episode nine. Fine. I thought for sure in episode 10, it will be the Bet and Tina show. And it really wasn't. Like, it was really they got sort of a normal amount of screen time, but not mm -hmm. as much as I would have thought for like it being the last time we ever see them for sure. Yeah. I think that, like I said, if we could have wrapped up the Micah and Maribel story, like an episode before we can get a lot more screen time for them and try to like, you know, I, we, we did get like good, like goodbyes from Bet and Tina. And like when they were speaking about, Oh, uh, we got married at City Hall and our friends were mad at us, but they've been on this journey with us. They were talking about the fans, mm -hmm. right? That's exactly what they were talking about. And I, I really liked that. Um, it might have been a little corny, but I, I liked it. I appreciated it. And we could have got some more like moments like that where they're just kind of like really saying their goodbyes forever because that's probably what it is. And, um, yeah, we, we could have had more time with them for sure. Yeah, some fans were mad about like specific – you know, editing decisions, like cutting away during the vowels to people clapping and like super yes. small details like that. Yes. Yes. Um, I, but I do have to say the fan base has a portion of it that are not to betters, um, that aren't here for just for the Ben Tina show. And so in that instance, for, for instance, if you're just a fan of Gen Q, which I believe there is a significant portion of the fan base that didn't watch the OG, which is like crazy for me to That's think about. Weird. I don't know. It is know. weird, but I've been told this is a thing. And so okay. <laughs> I know it's like, there's, it's hard to like check those statistics, but I, so. No, I've, I've met people. You I've have, met people okay. like at the bars that like, yeah. oh yeah, I've never, I haven't seen the original, but I watched this yeah. one. I don't like it. I'm like, well, <laughs> that makes fucking sense. Like you don't have any idea who these people are, so or what they're about. So for those people, maybe they're like, "Why are these fans upset with Ben Tina?" I had people comment on my reaction video. I thought Ben Tina got a perfect amount of screen time. Interesting. People could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that if you if you liked, you know, if you followed Ben Tina since like the beginning, like since two thousand four. You clear you have an emotional attachment to these people, right? And so, but if you don't, 
if you don't know these people and all you know is like the last three years of them, then like, what do you fucking care that they're getting married or divorced or whatever? Nobody cares. Right. So I can understand, you know, why you wouldn't care, like, or why you wouldn't see the significance, but then you should watch the original and understand what we've all been put through. All the <laughs> understand suffering. what we've had to go through. Yeah, do you know how many years of therapy these bitches put me through? Dan Fox, we where they to not cheap. Yeah, we had to walk nine miles up a hill in no snow shoes. and ice with no shoes watching our original L word. <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> but you were asking earlier, like, what could they have done with it? Maybe they couldn't have done anything more with them because they really weren't a part of this show anymore after season two. They literally moved to Canada and left Angie and, you know, sort of exited. And so having them come back in, it was great for us fans, but, you know, maybe this was all they could do, which is why they ended up doing it. Yeah, I mean, I know that Laurel Holloman's schedule is pretty tight. And um, so... I guess we're lucky that we got her at all to have this moment. And like, ultimately I know that the uh, reception of this episode was not met with a lot of happiness and positivity. I didn't feel that way. I was just more like, we got it. Like what more could you fucking really ask for? Like they're married. The end. Like I, as far as I'm concerned or like that, I've heard it wasn't supposed to be that. And Jennifer Beals fought hard for that storyline. So we could have been left real fucking disappointed. <laughs> and then what? Then we'll all be bitching for real, for real. But like, they got married. Now we can like close that book, chapter in our head. They're together forever. The end. Yeah, I kind of forgot to, I usually ask, I think up top, like, oh, did you think this was good, bad, you know, before we jump in? So you're saying like, I enjoyed this. I was, you were satisfied with the episode. I, it was. The episode was. Um, I wouldn't say like it's good or bad. It just was. Um, and I'm just happy that we they got married, right? And I'm happy that Micah stood up for himself. Yes. That was exciting. I'm going to go. So I had a crazy thing happen. All year I've been pretty critical of the show. I mean, all of us have. Mm -hmm. And my wife has been like super, you know, positive Polly, you know, everybody's too hard. Like this, the, you know, this is our show. This is the, you know, our women loving women community, our queer community show. We're getting all this great representation. It's a high budget, you know? And then the finale hits and I'm like fairly high after the finale. And my wife was like, Oh, I'm underwhelmed. I'm a little disappointed with Bentina. And I thought it was meh. So she was actually down on the finale, even though she's been high on the season all year. Interesting. Um, yeah, but like I said, I I thought so much happened that I was like, yeah, this had the excitement of a finale. For sure. And we've got like a lot of uh, the storylines closing, right? Like Alice's storyline, like, okay, her person, because Dana said her soulmate was this person. Oh, found her. They're together or they're going to be together. Mike and Maribel, not having a baby. Thank God. And Tina. <laughs> married um and there's other storylines there that were left open so it was kind of like we could end it here or we could continue mm -hmm. let us know show time so yeah um I'm but sure. it's interesting that your wife uh enjoyed the whole season and thought it was great and then thought that was what did what the hell did she want to happen that's what i want to know 
don't know. Well, I don't know if she. Um, I don't know. I should I should ask her, but um, I think it was a little bit of the Ben. You know, she's like a Ben Tina fan. I think it was a little underwhelming from that standpoint. I feel yeah. There could have been more. There could have been more of them. Um. Okay. So we've kind of jumped around all the way here. That's my, that's my bad. No, no, I love it. Let's do it. It's the finale. There's no rules. Okay. It's, we might be talking, we might be recapping the last. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. My heart can't take it. I can't remember being this sad in like 2009 when we really had like the last episode of the OG. Like, how did, how did we survive? We just let that happen. I didn't have to go through it. I came out late in life and oh. I didn't watch the show live uh, mm. as it was airing. I don't think I was out then. I was closet. I was deep oh. in the closet. Okay. <laughs> well, it was a long, it was a fucking ride. Just like this one. <laughs> I imagine. Being, and being a teenager with like not so many like things developed in the frontal lobe area, like <laughs> lots of feelings, lots yeah. of feelings. Yeah. That last episode was much crazier than this, believe it or not. So yeah. yeah comparing the two. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit less crazy. Uh, speaking of crazy, Shane runs into Tess at the wedding. Um, mm. And can I just say Tess looked so hot in this episode for me. She looked beautiful. She looked gorgeous. Which not to ter- totally turn a positive into a negative, but it kind of reminded me like what they, they've kind of been drumping, dressing her frumpily all season. Like this was. I, for- I liked this dress. I thought it could have been a little bit more form fitting, but I know. I don't even know like if that matters, but she did look beautiful. Her hair was on point. Makeup was on point. And she had that attitude. She was kind of like, oh, my God. She was over everything. Or that, <laughs> that might just be funny. <laughs> You're so predictable. I was like, that's a fucking fact. I know, she really right? is. I you died know? when she was like, does anybody here want to be Shane McCutcheon's next conquest? <laughs> she it was flipped. like Mean Girls. If anybody <laughs> yeah. here has been personally victimized by Regina George. <laughs> Me. Um, at first, I think we're about to learn that Tess is bi, but no, instead we learn Tess has amazing cocaine-dar. Cocaine-dar? <laughs> well, yeah, um, one of my friends um, at Henrietta said, like, how the fuck does she know that she has, that he has cocaine? And I was like, it's just like a service industry <laughs> trope, like, that everybody does it, you know? That's just, like, a thing that, I mean, people say. That everybody does like drugs when they're on the wait staff. So I guess Tess t- took a took a shot and she was fucking right. That gamble I mean, paid off. She took all the cocaine. Like she, she said, here's all my chips. Give me the coke. Give me, he give me the is just a server. How is he paying for all of how is he letting her have all of this? It's not he was probably expecting the promise of uh, other services. Yes. That she was uh, not going when. to procure. <laughs> or maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what happened in that car. <laughs> True. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't think she... I, she was feeling very confident and like, I don't think she was going to give him anything she didn't feel like giving him. So Mm-mm. She was all about her, which is good. I mean, when you're cheated on and you get in a breakup, like, it needs to be all about you at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Although she may be taking it a bit far. No. <laughs> Her vices are not the healthiest, unfortunately. So, 
Uh, um, let's see. Sophie chases after Pippa. They take off in the wedding golf cart and get some alone time by the cows. Sophie's like, you know, I've been in love with you for the past 30 seconds. Let's get away. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't understand what they're doing. But, okay. They they go to the cows. They're talking. Pippa's, like, talking about her accomplishments. Like, can y'all just fuck? Like, couldn't it just have been, like, a, a Shane and a wedding planner thing? Like, let's just go fuck in the barn. Yeah, why didn't they have them hook up? I think that it was just like, oh, maybe we're opening up this storyline. Yeah, I think, yeah, they may, might have them have a re actual real relationship. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Do they have um, chemistry or is a little mentor mentee-ish? It's, is, yeah. Or am I, I mean, being it, an ageist? No, I, I think it could work. But just like knee-jerk reaction, I think we have the same reaction. It's just like. They're like kind of on different levels of like life, right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I it. felt. That's kind of how I felt at the beginning with Danny and Gigi. I was like, Danny's like this young like girl coming up in like the corporate world. And then Gigi's like divorced. She has two kids, like regardless of age, just different places like in life. But, mm. you know, and then that didn't work out. So I guess I was right. And. <laughs> Um, that's kind of how we I all feel. blame you for their breakup because you're uh, gonna have a lot of pissed off. Please, people. fucking no, because I <laughs> I don't need that. And also, I was shipping them from the beginning. We know this, so it's not my <laughs> okay. fault, y'all. But um, that's how I feel about kind of Pippa and and Sophie. Uh, although they're both successful, I feel like different places in their life. Mm -hmm. But it's possible. Yeah. Who knows? You know who wasn't feeling ill? That cow. That cow was homophobic. He said, "Stop it." <laughs> Stop it, you guys. They were very homophobic. Do cows smell? I don't know a lot about cows. Would like would that have smelled to like hang out by yes, the cows? Yes, because they <laughs> shit like right there. You've not been to a farm before? I have. I just can't remember specifically. Yeah, it smells. Okay. Yeah. It's been a minute. It smells like shit. <laughs> so it's it's not particularly romantic for like you to be kissing somebody. I'm here to dig deep, folks. Into, into the cow shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the important stuff people come for. So, this is a hot topic. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the next character who shows up, again, not an OG, but an oldie that we know, not oh, a goodie. God. An oldie. The professor, kind of an oldie. The professor, oh. Angie's professor, shows up. And I couldn't believe they, this was part of, I think, it like, okay, they took some of the time. For them, for more Professor Angie stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, what the fuck was Angie thinking? What is going on here on this day? This is the day that you want to do this? Start the drama? <laughs> oh, come to my parents' wedding. They fucking hate you. Why why didn't she help plan the wedding? Some people were asking. Why did Bet and Tina leave the country and leave their <laughs> daughter five thousand miles away? Tina's gotta work. Tina yeah. can't be leaving. The tables have turned, okay? It's not all about Beth's career anymore. Oh, I've so I've heard. Um, <laughs> and she does not miss LA whatsoever. Apparently. Not even that her fucking daughter's there. I know, um, right? She was like, no. She didn't even consider it for half a second. No. Not, weren't even there for Thanksgiving, but that's neither here <laughs> nor there. I'm still bitter about it. But yeah, um, why didn't she help them? I don't know. She's like really into herself. And obviously she's in her, her selfish era. Mm -hmm. I think what she might have skipped 
when you're supposed to go through, like when you're 15, 16, she's going through it now. Sometimes that happens. So she's going through her little bratty era. Mm, Yes. So it seems. Yeah. But quit, but very, we see him and then he's gone before we know it. They break up within a couple of minutes. I mean, why the fuck did he go to the wedding then? <laughs> so like I tried to tell you, but you put the tux on me and then I, got, I ended up in this freezer. So like, here we are. I don't know. Can you tell me what the point of this relationship was? Like, what are we supposed to take away from it? That they hate us. <laughs> because I don't know either. Um. We could have literally had like a whole season of her and Bella like falling in love or hooking up or whatever that could have been for over the course of 10 episodes. But we get this only for them to break up. Right. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Mike and Maribel, all of that drama, all this marriage and proposals and donors and donors. And I'm looking at donors and for them to break up. Like, why put us through all of this? Well, like- I believe Marja Lewis Ryan admitted that was like what she thinks the show is just putting people together, breaking them up. Which isn't totally unjust to say, but God, I guess she's not going to keep any of them together. Well, when you have only 10 episodes and then you're not even taking up 60 minutes for each, how many minutes do we have? (laughs) And do you want to bring in all these fucking new characters Mm -hmm. to take them out? Like Joy Lauren Adams, like amazing. That would have been fucking dope if they ended up together. But like spent two or three episodes on that for her to like be like, no. That was pointless. What the fuck? Yeah, waste my time. Waste all of our fucking time. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Micah and Maribel, it's revealed that they haven't talked like at all about how the pregnancy and birth will affect Maribel. I think they just met. I don't <laughs> think they've ever had a conversation because they're engaged and they're planning to have a baby, right? They've bought the sperm, sperm in hand. And yeah, like not have the conversation about her abilities or her health. You, this never came across I the table. Couples advocate, you would be surprised how poor some couples' communication is. And there are couples that will just go through major life decisions, not talk about the stuff they need to talk about. That blows my mind. And so when she was like, this is when you choose to talk about this? I was like, yeah, this? This is the time? It wasn't before you got engaged, but before you moved in together? I don't know. Um, But clearly, this is all just red flags after red flags. Uh, You shouldn't be together. We shouldn't even. Yeah. Forget the marriage. Forget the baby. Like, we should not be dating um, if we're not going to have already had talked about this. So. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal to skip that kind of discussion. Crazy. Um, okay. We get we a- up the lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> as we as we crack go her open. into the, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do get a Gigi mention and we learn in this episode that she in this world where we're not seeing her but we are to know she's be- be gotten engaged to Nat. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe they, they, the way they wrote her off the show. <sighs> sad, 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 sad. Yeah. Um, it was very abrupt. Yeah. We fell in love and then we got it ripped out of our arms. So I was in love. I was, yeah, I don't, I'll never get over. Like if we get a fourth season, I still won't be over Seppi leaving the show. Oh no. She was just enigmatic right just like 
you couldn't look away no matter what. And um, she will definitely be missed. She made a really nice post on Twitter today. I saw that. Yeah. She, what did she say? It was something like, um, I'll always, you know, have Gigi as a special place or something like that. Yes. And like, thank you for, Mm -hmm. you know, all of you for everything. So like, it was very sweet. And it's just like, you know, a testimony to like how she felt about the character as well and Mm -hmm. knowing how loved that character was. So, but yeah, we, she's engaged to Nat. So, you know. (laughs) Again, with the one sentence explanation of the disappearance of another. But hey, no need to worry about her being engaged because Danny is going to chew a piece of gum and it is going to lead her to realizing she's magically over Gigi. Yes, I've heard about that. Fucking never. What the hell? What the hell was that? She's like, Gigi likes gum. I'm healed. Um, it was so ridiculous. One of the most ridiculous scenes of Gen Q period of television itself, because that was just like made up. It's like when superhero movies make shit up. Like, yeah. oh, the gum makes you over your ex. Okay, remember we're suspending belief, Amanda. <laughs> My belief is dangling in the air very far away somewhere what, um, what superhero franchise um do, i feel like there's one where they call the bad guy like the cube or something and it's like nobody gives a nobody put any effort into the writing <laughs> um no i don't know i don't really like stuff like that my wife was watching the flash which i don't know if you've ever seen that tv show mm-hmm. oh man the writing is very interesting it's similar <laughs> To like, oh, like gum cured my depression. Right. Um, just, yeah, sure. I, okay. <laughs> it's so bad. It's funny. I believe you. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, that quick cut we get to the forearm, forearm of the hot fire lady uh, where she was using some sort of an electric saw. Oh, my God. I almost passed out. Oh, I missed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just a quick... They cut and then they zoom out as they're about to get Batantina out. She's just got, you know, we just get a nice shot of an in shape. Well, it seems to have changed your life. So I need to check (laughs) it. You really, you're like, it was only a minute, but let me describe fucking inch by inch. The drip is dewy sweat. I framed the screenshot of it, so it's oh, hanging. It's fucking on my serious. Wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I gotta check that out. I, I'm a sucker for a good arm. How have you found the return of Tasha in these two episodes? Well, uh, everybody that follows me knows that, like, at first I was not with it. I was like, this is very random. Like, we've never even spoken about her in these three seasons in Gen Q. Nobody has even uttered her existence or the memory of her. And then all of a sudden, she's your soulmate. So for me, I was just like, this is just fucking random. Um, I wasn't here for it, blah, blah, blah. But then when I saw them together and like Alice was like, this is so annoying. You're so annoying. And they're like banter back and forth. I was like, okay, yes, it's been many years since I've seen them together. And um, I actually do like it. Yes. Um, Tasha's the only one that can really put Alice in her place and is not like impressed at all by any of her accomplishments and is not (laughs) starstruck at all and does not give a fuck who she is. So I think that it took me a week, but I came around and I like it. Oh, so glad you came around. Welcome to the team because I have always been team Tasha and Alice. They have so much chemistry. I cannot believe how easily Rose Rollins came back and just 
picked that role up. I was watching that because I was I wanted to remember the um, Daryl uh, Brewer stuff from mm-hmm. episode nine, and so I was watching some of their scenes from the OG show, and it's the same. Like Rose Rollins, like that is Tasha. Um, like she, I am. I imagine that's not exactly easy to pick a character back up like that after it's been a long period of time. Well, I think it's not only a testament to how wonderful of an actor she is, but also I know that the friendships that they fostered on the set of the original was like magical. And you can tell that they just all get along. And if they seem like friends on screen, it's because they're likely friends like backstage. Right. And they just like, And banter. And I think that's why like Shane and Alice just go so well because they're actually best friends in real life. And so like, you know, Tasha coming in, it's like not a day has passed. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. I was like, I forgot I liked this. Thanks for bringing that back. (laughs) Yes. The the opposites attract thing. You forget until you see it. It's Mm -hmm. just a, it's mm, chef's kiss. It really is. Um, okay, so Shade and the Wedding Planner, they're kind of going for round two. A lot of people were mentioning this scene specifically because they were like, why is Shane asking questions about being Polly? You know, how is this something she's just now thinking about? Um, isn't that something Tess brought up like four episodes ago? So what did you take note of that? Of course. Um, I was like, oh, she's just starting to learn about these things. <laughs> But then again, like, it also does check out because Shane doesn't know. Like, if you remember, like, Alice was talking about JoJo Siwa in the beginning of the season. And then Al- Tess, uh, Shane's like, I don't know, like, half of the shit she fucking talks about. Like, Shane just, it, you know, seems to me that person that doesn't know, like, personality, social media trends. Like, mm-hmm. she don't know shit. She's probably like a boomer in, like, uh <laughs> you know, in a younger person's body, just like doesn't care about that shit. So like, I can see her not really knowing what labels and things are. But I think when she like finally had somebody in her hands that like, oh, we're Polly, I can fuck whoever I want. Tess was like, wow, this, so wait, this does work. Maybe you're onto something, girl. She was a little excited there. She's, oh. But I have a question. Would, this is, this is just me going off on a side tangent. If Shane and Tess had been in an open relationship, do you think their relationship would be would have worked? No, because it would have been one-sided. Mm. It has to be everybody wants to be part of it, right? That's why Alice and, and Nat didn't work because she didn't really want that. And I don't think Tess really wanted that either. True. Just, it would have just been her like doing that so that they could be together. I don't know. But no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> there's just – People that are just like bachelorettes and bachelors for their, their life and just like be alone. You can be alone. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, according to this show, there is because they <laughs> end the show by with Ben Tina going, oh, so sad. Our friends who aren't like us. I hope they can experience this one day, too. When, when did they say that? No, I'm exaggerating. They're lying about how I hope our friends experience this one day, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little bit. Like our I, poor friends, they'll <laughs> never find love. <laughs> Shame. They'll never get to know. But meanwhile, their relationship has been an insane roller coaster ride filled with toxicity. I mean, I think the good thing about Bet and Tina being together is that they can't hurt anyone else. <laughs> That's just like what it Truth. is. True. Poison each other, knit your fucking sweaters, and leave everybody alone. 
Uh, um, Tess spots Shane with the wedding planner because Shane is not the most discreet person as we learn from her looking up with Ivy right next to the back door of Dana's where Finn would see them slash anybody could see them. Yeah. Um, this kicks off, uh, a complete cocaine fueled meltdown with Tess, um, running into the wedding cake. What did you think, uh, meltdown wise? How would you rate this? Oh, it's probably, I would say, a 9 out of 10. Okay. Um, only because she interrupted, like, the fucking <laughs> walking down the aisle that we've all been waiting. As soon as they're walking down the aisle, I hear Tess. And I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? We can't just, like, just shut the fuck up for one second. Just give us what we want. No. Um, yeah, 9 out of 10 for sure. <laughs> Yeah, there's been some good meltdowns this season, yes. uh, like Alice's meltdown uh, a few episodes ago. We love a good meltdown. Yeah. We all go through it. And when it's in front of other people on screen, it's funny. And I can see what you mean by the meltdown, like in Bridesmaids, I see. Yeah, when she goes crazy with- now in think these girls are going to eat yeah. that fucking cookie? <laughs> I love move the fucking fountain of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, she's throwing grass in. I love in that scene when she's like, "Who else was thinking that this was something lesbians do?" And Megan, um, what's her face is like McCarthy. Yeah, Megan McCarthy's <laughs> like, "I was." <laughs> yeah, lesbians. Um, yeah. What's interesting about that sort of meltdown is, I remember when I was um, taking writing classes at Second City, my teacher would always challenge us. Don't have your character throw up. Don't just have your character be drunk. Don't always just have a guy come in with a gun. Um, you know, try to get that sort of level, heightened level of energy without those sort of crutches. See, can and in the Kirsten Wig meltdown in, in Bridesmaids, or Kristen Wig, sorry, um, she's actually she's stone cold sober in that. She is just raging pissed. And Tess is pissed in this too. But Tess is also like off her ass, like out of super, her mind. Super drunk, super high, everything. So it's interesting. I feel like in this, in Gen Q, we rely a little bit more on things like getting people drunk, having people be on dr hard drugs. You know, we have multiple characters on hard drugs in this finale. It's, yeah, it's kind of like um, their go-to. It's been their go-to, which, as you say, like, it doesn't always have to be. People can mm -hmm. have mental breakdowns just out of depression, anxiety, a breakup, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like Tess yeah. could have had this whole meltdown without any substance. Yes. That's what I'm wondering is I almost would have loved to see Tess do this. You know, maybe, if, maybe even if they don't want to take away Ben and Tina time in the finale, have her do this a few episodes ago. Or, you know, if you want to put in this episode, fine. But she doesn't have to be off her ass. Like she's justified with the yeah, cheating. she could have thrown that bottle stone cold sober. Yeah. Like I've told, I used to tell my wife all the time, like I will set your whole world on fire if you cheat on me. You know, like, I mean, yes, I've, I've literally soberly been destroyed and started crazy scenes over exes in the past. Yeah. Like I, I've you? almost been murdered from a friend of mine whose ex thought we were together oh, and, no. that, and she wasn't drunk. She wasn't on anything. So yeah, you don't have to I mean, We are lesbians. You don't have to have the, the drugs and stuff. You could do it without. 100%. It's super easy. Super easy. Um, speaking of crazy, Tess goes uh, from 
you effing killed my mother to sarcastic, yes, I'm drunk. You'd have to be to put up with all your shit. <laughs> Just True. some amazing lines in there. Um <laughs> I didn't even really notice that because I think when she said you killed my mother, I just was like, what the fuck? I was like, she invited you to her mansion and your mother and the caretakers in and out and the doling out pills and feeding and this and that. If I was Shane, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Like, are you absolutely, you killed my mother. I think that was more like Tess feeling guilty that she killed her mother. Even though she didn't, she might feel that way. Like, cause she let her mom go to the home and then all of a sudden she dies the next day. That's what it seemed (laughs) like. That was so crazy. We went super fast from my mom doesn't want to live with us anymore to my mom died. Oh my God. You may want to look into that. Where did you, where did you bring her? Yeah. What home did Tess put her in? Oh my God. Finley probably. Um, speaking of Finley, um, (laughs) Finn chases after Tess like a scorned lover. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife thought this scene was over to- over the top. I was like, ah, it's the L word. Of course it's over the top. Do you think they're teasing a little bit of a Finn-Tess thing? Well, they have hooked up before. And also, that whole episode in the beginning, Tess like, was like, you're so cute. You're so oh, cute. Oh, yes. And then Finley's like, I love you. And it's like, it's it's weird because it's like, almost like motherly because she kind of looked up to Tess Mm -hmm. and Shane as like parents and then now that they're like not together anymore she it kind of seems like she's attracted to Tess I don't know it's fucking weird but um yeah I think that if we get another season they were kind of opening it up to that if Tess is still alive yeah do you if we get a fourth season I wonder if they'll it seems like Jamie Clayton really enjoys being on the show, so I would think that they would have her live and bring her back. But Is that what you think? They would have her stay because she likes it? <laughs> that, that I be? feel silly now. Oh, you're so silly. <laughs> um, I would love to see where that would go because um, <laughs> I can see them, like, getting together and, like, her trying to make Shane jealous and Shane, like, not giving a fuck. Um, but a Carmen I, and Jenny. Yeah, but I I do think that she's dead. Oh, you think she's dead? I mean, I started seeing rumors that they were going to kill a, just a character off in the finale, and I don't know where that came from. But um, so if the rumors are true, yeah, then then she's uh, then uh, Marge Lewis Ryan wanted to kill somebody off, and it ended up being Tess. So yeah, I, I believe I believe she's gone okay. only because. Well, something that Marja said recently kind of like made sense to like, oh, like she's fine with kill- killing off characters like nonchalantly. Are you talking and, about when she thought Dana getting killed off was the right decision? Yes. In that, oh in that, um, when she said that is correct. I said, oh, <laughs> she's saying that because she knows that she's killing somebody off. And so she has to agree with that because she really wants to be justified in that decision. Right. Uh, but also, so I'm, like I was talking to people in my comments, like, oh, like, I don't know, like, somebody said, if it's the cops calling you, the person's dead. If it's somebody who's alive, the hospital Ooh. will call you to be like, come. So I don't know if they're really right. thinking that deep. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, do they care about those types of details? On I, don't I don't know. I don't know. So I guess we'll have to find out. 
And um, listeners, if you're wondering, we're talking about uh, Jess, uh, Jess Rothschild, uh, Hot Takes and Deep Dives. She interviewed Marsha Lewis Ryan. Excellent interview. Yeah. Go listen to it. Check that out. Check that out. Sure. Okay. In the middle of the meltdown, we did have the reveal of Bette and Tina in their wedding outfits. What are your thoughts on their outfits? Pajamas. Underwhelming. <laughs> I thought you were hot, bitch. Like, you're so hot. You're putting on a velvet suit. Yeah, Tina's in particular, uh, that too looked straight out of Kohl's, the maroon velvet. <laughs> and then the, the why the need to cover the cleavage up? Was T, like was somebody, a mother figure there, like, no, not to show too much cleavage on this, the day of your wedding? What? Um, well, like I, you said, Bet was hoarding the Kohl's cash. <laughs> so, oh, babe, let's get matching uh, velour, like velvet pajamas. <laughs> and um, don't worry that you are very hot. This will make it worse, but it's okay. Um, no, I, I, I guess it's their way past the point of like wearing like a dress, right? Or dress. I would have thought Tina might have wore a white dress. Am I she being, are, are we being heteronormative, like old fogey? No, because know? I wore a dress to my wedding. Okay. Um, um, so did my wife, but I think that like, meaning they're just, they've broken up and divorced and married so many times that it's like, you know, like we're going to, we're not going to fucking go all out this time. Like this is, it is what it is, Masha. Like kind of like, that's kind of what it felt like. But you didn't. So what did you think of Bet's outfit? I thought Bet looked hot. I mean, Bet is always hot, but that's just bias. Mm. Um, her hair was, her hair was hair. Her hair was her hair. Um. Shane did their hairs. Yeah. Um, she kind of yeah. did their hair in the way she did Kaylani's hair. Just like, <laughs> she just like ran her hands through it. Wow. Look at the difference. Um, okay. But your hair does look good right now, Nicole. Okay. Oh, so thank that you. was something. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, honestly, just Bet always looks gorgeous. And um, if we can, can we talk about their speeches? Let's do it. Let's talk about them. It's my understanding, at least for Jennifer Beals, that she wrote them, which like, oh my God, when she said, Tina Kennard, your name still gives me butterflies. Like, I just got goosebumps fucking okay. thinking about it because I think that's just so beautiful because if you think of like all the years of her being apart from Tina, like anytime anybody would bring Tina up, she was always just like, she went, it's so true. Like, she was just always... Tina, Tina, Tina. Even when she was with other people, like it was always Tina in the corner of her mind. So like, I thought that was very beautiful. Yeah. She says, from the moment we met, my soul has burned brighter because of you to Tina. That's a fact. Beautiful words. Um, and then with Tina, did you like how Tina was kind of like, uh, it wasn't a joke, but the crowd was it like, LOL, when she was like, you're my first, second and third love. Um. If we are going with that story, right? Because I heard that there's other stories. I don't know if you know about the interrogation tapes. Oh, I know about the interrogation tapes. Right. So if we're going to put that in, but we're not really supposed to know that, right? Because those were like, were those deleted from like the L word or? Well, supposedly Marge Lewis Ryan writes Gen Q like the sixth season didn't happen at all. Okay. So I'm sure she's not watching the interrogation tapes. <laughs> 
you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe she is. I don't know. But um, okay, so then um, I thought that uh, Tina's speech was underwhelming compared to Beth's. Yeah, Beth's was more like loving and like really like made me want to cry. Um, and Tina's not really so much. But then again, Tina's not ever been so like eloquent with her words as far as like expressing her feelings and being like affectionate. So that was always kind of like uh, Beth's forte. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Beth's more a little bit more of the artist and mm-hmm. uh, the show, which yeah. is different from real life. Where yeah, they're like flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of having Alice be the officiant? I saw some people didn't like this online. I thought that was on brand. Me too. I thought I, it was great. Perfect. Because they needed somebody last minute, right? This, they mm-hmm. planned this yesterday, and you really can get ordained in a day. My wife did that, and she married her two friends. So I know it to be true. And, um, and I think it was really funny when she was like, by the power of us. Yes. We got a funny Alice line. Yeah. We need it. We always need a good Alice line. It just cuts the tension or cuts the serious moment back to like, okay, we're having fun now. So I loved Mm -hmm. it. Y'all are haters. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it too. I was like, okay, at that point, if you're complaining about Alice announcing them, Alice is great. Anything Alice does, I'm here for. Literally. Anytime. What did you think about the music they chose overall for everything, like the dance scenes or the music behind them coming down the aisle and stuff? Ah, man, this is really embarrassing because I'm a musician and a music teacher and all that. I really did not notice the music. If you can refresh my memory, was there anything like Um, specific? There was nothing popular. I didn't recognize anything. They were playing like kind of 60s style oh um, yes yes oldies type music i liked that i did like that it was a little gives it like a little romantic feel it gives a black and white feeling Mm -hmm. right Uh, that's how i i do remember that song um i don't remember who it was but i do remember and it was like okay yeah this kind of seems like this style of music that would be at ben tina's wedding at this point Uh, we get. Uh, the, I already talked a little bit about the soap opera moment at the end with Danny, Roxy, and Dre. Yes, pretty effed up because Danny calls Dre, confesses her love three times, and then Dre shows up, and and Danny's all up in Roxy's mouth. Well, you know that Danny has no recollection of this phone call. <laughs> I know, right? She really. She Does like, she get a pass? She was like. <laughs> oh, I love you. That was hilarious. Yeah. Sniffing the flowers. Amazing. And stuff. <laughs> Amazing. And you know, Roxy being the great friend was like, all right, put your phone away. But <laughs> she didn't hang it up in time. And so now, yes, she invites her other boo over, and we got two boos here at one wedding. Yeah. What what do we do? <laughs> uh so a uh, high drama, high drama. Peak um, drama. Let's see. Uh, yeah, then then we have Bet and Tina walking off into the sunset. We didn't get a, t- a Tasha and Alice kiss. I will complain about that. I will this also is our complain. last t- chance we get to see Alice and Tasha. I'm disappointed without the kiss. Yeah, I really expected that fully, but I don't know what the decision was there. You can't blame COVID. What are we going to blame? I wonder if they were thinking less is more, leave them wanting more, give us another reason to have a fourth season. I don't know. No, that's wrong. <laughs> if that's the thinking, no, we would like a kiss. We barely got any sex this whole season. Like I know. I know. You know, this show, the OG show did sex, women loving women sex scenes so well. Yes. And I feel like that's something that like, you know, uh, 
very well-known open secret in the lesbian community is like, you know, if you look at, if you want to find content, adult content, it's terrible from a lesbian's <laughs> perspective. And so course, the show, yeah. they do those types of things well. And and this season, you're right. It hasn't been Like great. if you can watch this in your parents' living room and not be like this, <laughs> and it's not enough sex. Because you can probably watch Gen Q like that all the way through and not be like worried who's going to walk in. The original? Oh, my God. I'd be like, oh, my God. Is my mom coming? <laughs> the titties and bush and everything. Like, okay. <laughs> titties and bush. Like, you can watch this like without being nervous. Who's gonna walk into the room? Well, they love to show Shayna bending some lady over. They Always. do like to go to that. I guess that um Kate Manning is like all about the like, yeah, sure, nudity all the time. So, like, all right, it's gonna be you like every time. Her? Did you see her arms in that in the episode where she's dancing with Finn Dipony? Oh, Of course. That was the first thing I noticed. Sweat oily dewy oh my god the the muscles i don't even know what these muscles are gym called, rat kate minnick is just just in the gym just like i gotta keep looking hot i just gotta keep being shane and she is accomplishing it i was never like one that was like attracted to shane but this season i was like maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like okay so i'm a little bit of a tomboy i am always torn between wanting you know being into shane and being like okay shane's hot but mostly i want to be shane you want to be her you want to be yeah. in her yeah. yeah so yeah i mean that makes sense <laughs> um but we get ben tina they say i hope our friends get to feel this one day yeah they deserve it if this is the last episode ever of Generation Q, are, are you satisfied by it? I kind of already asked you that earlier, but I'm putting you on the spot again. If it is, then yes, because they're married and we've got like a conclusion. Could it have been better? Yes. Um, but I think that it could end here and things would be fine and make sense. Will you be sad if we don't get a fourth season? Of course. Of course. I mean, people, fans of the show have been calling. They're like, don't give us a fourth season. There are people in the fan base who want it canceled. I am not one of those people. Um, I'm So I'm personally not into movies because movies, you get this character for like, what, an hour and a half, two hours, and then it's over. But a, a characters in a show, you can know them for years and decades. And these are characters I've known for years and decades. So for me, it's like I these are friends that I won't get to see anymore if it gets we don't get another season. So um, it does make me very sad if this is it. And if there's more, yay. Um, but I think that there's also like more characters that we kind of have. At least I've fallen in love with like Danny. I love like I'm so Danny Stan. Yeah, I love, like, her character. I feel like there's so much more to learn about her and see what she does. Like, even Sophie now, like, being single is so interesting. I think there's so many stories that could be told, right? And I would love to see them. That's I what agree. I, I, I would like a fourth season as well. Please. Is, if there's anything you you would have done different about this finale episode, what do you have anything specific in mind you would have done? I think just more... Um, intimate conversations between Bet and Tina. I think we got like one, which was like in the freezer mm -hmm. and it was very rushed and it was quick, quick. Um, but just more of like them talking about like, we've had like, I remember in the, in the OG, you know, like as like the seasons were coming to a close, we had them talking in the elevator about like what makes them 
so, you know, compatible and, and going to, you know, just all these things. Like, I would love to hear what they have to say about this journey that they went through. There's more like conversation between them to give us more closure, I suppose. Mm, okay. More closure. Yeah. Well, I think that regardless of whether we get a fourth season, I do believe my understanding is that's it for Bat and Tina. That's like the book on them. That's what it seems so, like. As you said, though, we did get to see them get married. We saw them walk down the aisle. We saw them dance uh, for a little bit. We saw, you know, the uh, the OGs that have been a part of Gen Q get to watch them. And that was, you know, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool to have some OG characters there that we haven't seen. Who would you have liked to see? Most? Helena. Yeah, yeah, Helena. Oh, man. Especially because she was, like, such a good friend of theirs. So, like, you don't hear about her ever. So it's just, like, strange. I wish they would even just, like, refer to her. I know. Like, just, like, bring her up. Yeah, like, yeah. she's in the UK. She can't come. So, like, oh, yeah, she's doing her thing. Right. I was thinking if they could have gotten Peggy, if they could get Holland Taylor somehow, that would have been, like, dream come true, too. And then somehow we'll get Sarah Paulson just, like, by right? default. Just, just she's got to somehow show up with Holland she's Taylor. She's the liquor distributor. <laughs> yes. Easy. Yes. I solved perfect. it. We could have gotten her in that episode too. <laughs> yeah, that those would have been some good, some good. Here's your Aperol for the Aperol spritz. <laughs> I was dying with those lines because I'm obsessed with Aperol spritzes, and so. But it was, was all like, about the um, ad placement. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed <laughs> when when uh, I think it was when Finley walks in. She's got the box, box of Aperol. Oh, like, uh, I all did about, notice, but yeah. not that. I didn't notice it the way you noticed it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the stuff I like to drink. You're the Gucci right. Adidas. How much money? The Gucci Adidas. <laughs> yes. I, noticed, I noticed the shit out of that. So. Oh, yeah. The Gucci Adidas. That uh, To have some Gucci Adidas of my own, that would be. That one particular suit that uh, Alice was wearing was loved it i i keep in my reaction videos i keep playing this like slow-mo like every week of alice in the in the gucci adidas because it's just like continues to blow my mind of how awesome it is what blew my mind was that she chose to continue to clean up after shane's sex party in that outfit <laughs> take off the gucci adidas take that off or put on an apron some ppp get one of those white ppp Mock girl, get, a, like, get one of those NASA suits that they wear to the moon because you know there was lots of stuff going lots on. Lots of fluids <laughs> everywhere. Oh, that was such a funny moment throughout the season. It was on brand. It was on yeah. brand for Shane. Uh, well, any other thoughts on episode ten or on Gen Q as a whole? I mean, as Gen Q as a whole, I'm glad if this is the end, right? I'm glad we got it. Right. It was up to these OG characters, I think, really to get it started and get the ball rolling. So I'm forever thankful to them. Or otherwise, we would have never gotten any of these stories or closure, any conclusions. Um, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Of course, there's going to be things that we all disagree with. We didn't like. Um, but I'm happy that we had it. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that we got a Bet and Tina wedding. We got to see it. We got to watch it. We got to experience the whole thing. And I'm satisfied as I can be, I suppose. Very well said. I have similar thoughts. I am, 
I remember learning that the reboot was going to happen and just being like really excited because of course I thought like the show was gone for you know for good Better, and, yeah. and and it coming back as you said it's not perfect but you know even this season the season where I've been like shitting on it all season <laughs> I there's so many high moments like we got to see Max happy again and like you said we got to watch Bet and Tina get married seeing Angie grown up throughout the reboot oh, has been really fun that was like the thing I was most excited about when I knew this was coming back I was like oh my god Angie and I did the math and I was like she's gonna be like 17 18 like this yep. is gonna be great like that was that really was the one of the the selling points for me and of course just to see bet again any excuse mm -hmm. to see bet again. yeah right <laughs> uh yeah so um i'm really ex happy and grateful for the show um i do hope Same. we have something come up uh, you know as, as 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 much as I'm grateful for every independent made project, film, whatever, it I I hope we have something high budget that comes up and replaces it. I hope like a league of their own gets renewed. Yes. I know we've had a ton of shows get canceled lately, so that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping, and this is just I'm making this up, but I know Paramount bought Showtime, right? I'm just hoping that Paramount says, oh, we have this like show around lesbians and we need to tick that box so let's tick that box and keep it i'm just like praying mm -hmm. that if that is like anything that could help us like just keep the show going just for the fear fact of like they need it um i'll take it so that's what i'm kind of praying yeah for. i'm hoping too i'm hoping for that as well because it is a it does offer a very unique slice of the demographic and so if you know, if you listen to people like Ash Silver, she talks about how the streaming platforms care about people signing up. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily as focused on ratings. And I think if this went to I already subscribed to Paramount Plus because I'm a huge Survivor fan, but if this moved to Paramount Plus, it would make me subscribe to Paramount Plus. I would, you know. Yes. I do know. subscribe because I'm I love drag race and a lot of drag oh, race. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing I would like to say, and we can put it put this out there, is that a lot of uh fans outside of the United States cannot watch the show. And I and they would be willing to subscribe and pay their actual money to watch a show if it was given it was it was an option, but it's not even an option in most of the other countries. They cannot watch it and it, it doesn't air until months later. Like I, it's my understanding that it really won't air in the UK until like, I don't know now. Um, and a lot, I have a lot of people always asking me like in Brazil and South Africa and Ghana, Africa and Ghana and all these, all these other countries. And they're like, we, there's no way to see it legally. Do you know how uh, like rights work and stuff like that? Like I even, I was even thinking when you started talking about this, about how I've seen a lot of movies and stuff in the headlines because, like, for instance, China doesn't want gay representation in their media. They want streaming platforms to censor that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I do you know anything about how all that works? I don't. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with that. But also, you know, just my plea to these companies and, like, you know, these production companies is, like, these people want to spend their money. Just let them fucking watch the show. You want subscriptions, they will subscribe. These people in other countries. So figure out the the copyright or whatever it is, and you will get your subscribers. 
Right. That's a so. good point. The show has people worldwide who want to watch. And I sometimes forget about how lucky we are that we live in America and it's, it's something we don't even have to think about. So yeah, tons of my, um, you know, people who watch my recaps and I would, I recap the episodes as soon as they air at midnight. Right. And a lot of people watch my recaps because they have no access to the show. And so everything that they're seeing is only through my lens. And that's sad because I'm like, they should have the opportunity to watch the episode on mm -hmm. their own. So that's, that would be my plea. Let these people spend their money. You want it. I know you want it. Come get come it. Come on. Come on, Paramount Plus. Come on. Let people go. give you their money. <laughs> they, 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 they do. They do. They tell me. Like, if I could subscribe, I would. So let's do that. Interesting. Well, I hope mm. they're able to work that out so more people can watch and so that we can watch a potential fourth season. Crossing my fingers. Crossing my fingers and my titties because ah, I really am ah, Cross your tits, everyone. Get them cross your titties. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank my guest host, Nicole. Make sure you are subscribed to her YouTube channel, Nicole Reacts Up. That is going to be in the description. Also, catch her on Instagram at Nicole reacts up. That's linked as well. Um, also making really fun and entertaining TikToks. Uh, that's Nicole reacts up three. Uh, so find all of those linked in the description. Also, Nicole has a, a nice link tree with all of the merch links and everything there uh, centered. So that'll be there as well. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. We did it. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Uh, I hope I yes. see more of you soon. You're, you're, you are so fun to recap. I would love to have you back. I'm hoping for four season, but if not, some other gay show. There's so much gay shit out there. Let's do it. Yes. I yes. It. All right, folks, <laughs> make sure you stay subscribed uh, wherever you uh, listen or watch. This certainly won't be the last uh, episode I cover. Even if the show's not on the air, I'll have like future special deep dives and lists, things like that. So in the meantime, make sure you stay subscribed to Lescast wherever you watch or listen. And I will see you next time. Take care, guys. <laughs>